You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm John Christensen, along with Pastor Dave Gibson. We are in the middle of a series called Sowing Broadly, where we are talking about practical areas where God gives us opportunities to share Jesus. And he often does it in ways where we don't expect, but there are times where there are regular sharing opportunities. And that's really what we're focusing on here today. Last week, or last episode, we talked about how to share with servers in restaurants. And this week, we're going to talk about airplanes. When we are sitting next to people on a a two, three-hour flight, how can we engage in conversations? And so, Dave, you do this frequently. You travel frequently, and so you get a lot of these opportunities. Would you share how you go about engaging in gospel conversations on plane rides? Thanks, John. It's good to be with you again. You know, uh, I love uh, sharing Jesus, and uh, one of the great opportunities I have as a missions pastor is I get to travel a fair amount, and and it affords me opportunities to meet a lot of interesting people and and uh, have some really interesting engagements with people on airplanes. And I could probably write a book on different uh, encounters and experiences I've had, and they're, they're all so unique. But uh, as I approach airport evangelism or flying on an airplane, um, one of the interesting dynamics that you have there is you've got a captive audience. They're probably not going to change seats on you or jump out of the airplane unless you get real offensive. But uh, it's great to uh, be able to get to know know people and meet them right in a setting right where they are. And some people really struggle with uh, even talking about the weather with a stranger. So you've got to get just be willing to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and initiate questions. I, I like to uh, begin by getting to know their story, like we've talked before about the whole share process, beginning with the secular, moving it to the spiritual, the familiar to the unfamiliar, and move that process along um, secular, home life, attitudes, religion, eternal life, and asking for permission to, to share. And, um, and at that point, you'll, you'll know whether you've got an open door or not. And I, I always ask the Holy Spirit, give me wisdom when to stop. Yeah, I don't want to get too intrusive. And so you're really being sensitive to the Lord, getting to know their story, and then asking for permission to share uh, my story and then incorporating God's story, the gospel story, and uh, using that three-story approach to evangelism. Well, I was, uh, not too long ago, I was on an airplane heading down to Orlando, and uh, the guy sitting next to me had his headphones on. And I thought, well, maybe the Lord just wants me to get a little rest here today. And and so I, I always will pray before I get on the plane. I pray when I'm sitting next to the person, Lord, would you give me a natural opportunity to share Christ with this person? And uh, so I'll begin praying for them. Uh, remember the divine order for witnessing is talk to God about men, then talk to men about God or people. And uh, so... The Lord is the one who opens those doors of opportunity. And you can tell when it's natural or if it's not natural. Well, I was talking to uh, Jim on the, the airplane. Well, he was. we introduced ourselves, and then he put his headphones on. I thought, maybe I'm not going to have a chance to share with him. Well, and I, I prayed, Lord, if you want this to be a, 
a divine appointment, just it's going to have to be of you. So he, he took his headphones off, and uh, we began uh, engaging in a conversation. I asked him about his background. He was from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He had a wife and several kids, ophthalmologist by background. He was heading down to Orlando to speak at a, a medical conference. So he had a pretty substantial uh, role in his clinic there in, in Sioux Falls. Loved to hunt. So we talked about pheasant hunting in South Dakota. He'd go out there every fall and and uh, he loved to fish too and also played golf. And I, so I said, man, you're a man after my own heart. So we had a lot of common ground in conversation and it really helps to build that relational rapport when you can develop common ground and common interests and discuss around those interests. And I said, you know, Jim, do you have a, uh, any kind of spiritual or church background? And he said, well, you know, I, my wife grew up Catholic and I was a Lutheran and I just converted to Catholicism here uh, this past year. And as I got to know Jim's story, I, I asked for permission to share my story with him. And he said, I'd love to hear it, Dave. And we had really built some rapport by this time. You know, I got to know his name, got to know his family, got to know his background and what he did for a living. And and uh, we found some great common interests in hunting and sports and golf. And, and so I really felt like God was uh, giving us a real strong relational connection. You know, we talk about that building a bridge from your heart to their heart that Jesus can walk across and touch their, their life. And I, so I asked for permission to share my story with him, and he said, I'd love to hear it, shared my testimony. There's a time in my life when, you know, these things were mit- missing. I was looking for purpose in my life and direction and had no idea where I'd spend eternity. I wondered about that, and a good buddy of mine committed suicide, continued to share my testimony. I've shared it before on previous episodes, so I won't bore you with all the details, but I, I shared how Christ had totally transformed my life. I had this uh, radical encounter with Jesus Christ, and I moved uh, my understanding about Jesus from religion to a relationship, and I asked Christ into my life, changed everything, and uh, here's what Christ has done in my life. And uh, after I came to the Lord, and and I said, uh, Jim, do you have a story like that? He said, I really don't. And uh, in my testimony, I, I shared that question, if I died today, if I knew for certain I'd go to heaven and have eternal life. And I really couldn't answer. And I said, Jim, how would you answer that question? He says, I really don't know. I said, would you like to know? He said, I really would. And uh, after years of evangelism training, I perceived that it was a really good witnessing opportunity. And I proceeded to share the gospel, the power of God unto salvation. That's what the gospel is. And I shared uh, uh, God created us to be with him, but our sins separate us from God. And sins can't be removed by good works or going to church or being religious. But uh, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. And everyone who trusts in him alone will have eternal life and that life with Jesus will start now and last forever. I shared it in greater detail than that, but uh, that gospel message, that good news 
that Jesus can change our lives, forgive us of our sins, and give us and be, become a new life, new creations in Christ Jesus. I said, Jim, uh, I asked a qualifying question. Does that make sense to you? He said, it really does. And I asked a commitment question. I said, uh, is there any good reason you couldn't put your trust in Jesus Christ right now? He said, no. And uh, I said, well, we could tell God to get together right now what you just told me. Let me clarify it for you what it means again. Uh, it's, it involves admitting you're a sinner and you can't save yourselves. I gave him the little ABCs of clarification of commitment. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died and was buried and he rose again. And believe in your heart God raised him from the dead and you'll be saved. And then confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart. He was raised from the dead. And call upon the name of the Lord. Does that express the desire of your heart? He said, it does. And I said, well, let's, let's tell God that together in prayer. And prayer doesn't save you. It's putting your trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. But it's a way to express your faith to him and, and uh, to call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So I prayed for him. Uh, and then we prayed together. He just brief phrases at a time through the gospel and he invited Christ to come into his life and it was a beautiful thing and I told him uh, you know Jim I pray every day that the Lord would bring one person into my life to to share uh, the good news of Jesus with them and and he said I must be that person and uh, it was such a, a blessing and I got his name and number. We took a little selfie, and I sent uh, some follow-up information to him and, and tried to continue, help him continue on in that new, new journey with the Lord. So airplanes are a great place to share Christ. Everywhere is a great place to share Christ. But uh, uh, when next time you get on an airplane, uh, pray before you sit down. Pray for that person next to you. Pray that God would give you a natural opportunity and be ready for that open door and... Uh, your life will be exciting and dynamic as God uses you to reach others for Jesus. It really is a practical application of the share process, moving a conversation from the secular to the eternal, which we talk about in episode five. And so again, we really encourage you all to dive into these tools. Dave also mentioned the, the gospel acronym. Make sure, make sure you know that. That's in episode three of, of R2G. Uh, leading someone to, to Christ. Some of the, the things that, that Dave shared is in episode 16. So we'll have these things in the show notes for you all. But it, it really is just an opportunity to get to know people, to try and move a conversation from the secular to the eternal, see if if God is opening the door. And, and the prayer is that God would open it ultimately for a gospel conversation and unveil blinded eyes like Jim, that they would come to know the Lord. And so we hope you are bold on airplanes. We hope you're bold everywhere. We hope this is an encouragement for you to continue sharing, and we hope you join us again next week for more practical opportunities to share Christ. Until then, let's go.